Everyday Conversations, a podcast by the Gospel Coalition Australia. Following Jesus is a whole of life pursuit. As friends talk and share and learn and ask, we pray that you would be encouraged to think deeply. Leading off, Bill. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll lead off. So, um, my name is Bill Vine. I've had the the um, privilege of being involved with the board at the Mount Tambourine Convention, and um, I'm really thrilled to be here today with uh, a couple of brothers that represent other conventions. Um, why don't we whip round and and introduce ourselves? Yeah. So, Jonathan Dykes, Executive Director of Katoomba Christian Convention. Yeah, and Jeff Gawler, the CEO of Belgrave Arts Convention in uh, Melbourne. Both very fine men, I can attest to that. Uh, to, to get the ball rolling, we're all, we're all very passionate about um, convention ministries, um, yeah. hence we're deeply involved in them. And um, I just, I've been reading recently um, Stuart Piggin and Robin Linder's book, Attending to the National Soul, and, and the convention movement seems to pop up throughout um, throughout the history of the evangelical movement in Australia, particularly in the last hundred years. And um, I just want to read a little bit to provide a little bit of historical context to what the conventions have meant and, and what they've, the, the purpose that they've served for those that may not know. And um, whilst um, both Belgrave and KCC were in existence be, be, before the interwar years, I pick up the story at that point in history. And, um, Stuart Piggin writes, in the interwar period, conventions for the deepening of the spiritual life and for the fomenting of missionary zeal became a major source of strength and morale building. Amongst the most successful and enduring were the Katoomba Christian Convention in New South Wales and the Upway Convention, later known as Belgrave Heights in Victoria. And of course, um, I was very depressed at that point because representing Mount Tambourine Convention, didn't get a mention. <laughs> but I was so relieved on the next page, he says, the Queensland Evangelization Society sponsored the Mount Tambourine Convention, which mm. clearly reflects the same emphasis as Katoomba and Upway. So there you go. We're the little brother up the, up the road. Yeah, um, yeah, very so good. yeah, a bit of historical context there. And, and um, as I thought, I, I'd just give a little bit of... Um, uh, some of the original um, um, purpose for getting together at conventions. Um, another relevant quote would be one from um, Peter Jensen at the conclusion of him speaking at our seniors convention in 2018. He says, describing the conventions, he says, this is where we get together. We realize there are more of us than just 20 meeting on a Sunday morning. This is where we sing the great songs. This is where we hear modelled from the stage expository preaching uh, from our preachers. This is where we get the vision restored for the world. Mm, and I thought right. that's, that's pretty good, a pretty good endorsement um, from our brother Peter Jensen. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess the, the quote from Stuart Piggin is good too, isn't it? In terms of the, um, 
definitely that deepening of the spiritual life or the Christian life was the way that people used to express the purpose of you know, KCC. And I'm sure it's the same for Belgrave too. Yeah. Um, because growing out of that tradition, the emphasis was always on the holiness of life uh, for the believer um, mm-hmm. and being set apart uh, for God and dedicated wholeheartedly to him. Um, so it's always had that flavour about it of, of people who've wanted to pursue that. So I'm, I'm not sure of Belgrave's beginnings, but certainly <clears throat> KCC began with people who owned a holiday home in the mountains right back in the early 1900s and obviously using it for, for their holidays, but then taking or inviting clergymen and missionaries along to stay with them to lead them in extended Bible study every morning because they wanted that to be part of their, their vacation. And um, yeah, it's always, it's always been attractive to people who've, who've been prepared to spend their recreation time, I guess, um, you know, pers- you know, wanting to hear God's voice, pursuing those sorts of things. So that's, um, yeah. yeah, it's very much in that Keswick tradition. Yeah. Yeah. You're right, Jonathan. The Belgrave Heights uh, history is very similar. Again, the up in the hills thing, uh, originally as Upway, as Bill's already mentioned, and uh, people used to uh, come up there for their convention at the summertime across uh, Christmas and New Year uh, for times of, well, which were remarkably long. You know, we have quite short events these days, relatively. They used to meet for up to 12 days yeah. in those <laughs> times. And when you think about that, we started in 1918. Uh, what was your annual leave entitlement back in 1918? Mm. Uh, It wasn't four weeks like we've got today. It was a couple of weeks. So going away on convention was a commitment virtually to your whole annual leave. And so they took it very, very seriously in those days. And uh, I think uh, Bill's uh, quotes there are useful. But one of the things that we often reflect on is Charles Price's observation. Uh, Why are we called conventions is sometimes the question. And he says that a conference has a subject, but a convention has an object. And the object is we are about transforming the lives of people through great biblical teaching. And I think that just says a lot about, it meshes in with that origins of the Keswick movement, where people just wanted to come aside to take that time to study the Bible and to commune with God in in their situation with other friends and uh, people that they'd met on convention, people from different churches, different places, different denominations. And that's always been a strength of the convention, the way we get people together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's always encouraging to, you know, get across and above and beyond the, the boundaries that usually keep us separate, whether that be denominational boundaries or geographic boundaries. Uh, or even age. So I think, yeah, back to Peter Jensen's quote there, Bill, um, I think it is, there's something very powerful in coming to conventions and seeing large crowds of of other Christians who are gathered from all over the place. Uh, It's just a reminder to you that God's kingdom is very big. (laughs) Uh, And that's, I think that's really healthy and it, it stops us, it does give you the big picture. It stops our world from shrinking uh, yeah. to our own little bubble and our own concerns. Yeah. And I think that's, that's really healthy for us. Yeah. 
I think it is too. I mean, the, the whole idea of interdenominational fellowship is, is very, very rich. And um, I guess part of that is that we, um, we willfully put aside um, divisive or controversial issues mm. um, and really focus on, on the gospel and God's word. And um, what, what, what's been great for my family is just the regularity, getting into the rhythm of being at convention together as a family, um, as yeah. part of our calendar. I mean, this year is obviously an incredibly unusual year um, in <laughs> very many ways, to <laughs> say the least. Yeah. That's right. But um, not being at Easter convention this year, um, for our family was, you know, there's a, um, it, it was, uh, it was a, a challenge um, to get our heads around that. And um, we've sorely missed it and mm. uh, already looking forward to convention next Easter. Yeah. And I guess for, um, I mean, just in terms of people's lives. So yeah, absolutely echo what you said in terms of a family rhythm and the benefit to family. Uh, and I think, as I think about local churches as well, I think one of the great things about being involved with convention ministry is that you see the impact that that has on individuals and families uh, setting aside the time, coming away and being refreshed, um, yeah, reinvigorated, refocused um, on, yeah. on gospel things, on the Lord Jesus, um, and perhaps being you know, really encouraged where they've needed that and, and fortified a little bit, and then they go home back into their local church uh, being fired up for, for more service. And I think that's yeah. a very big part of what we all view as, as our ministry in strengthening the local church. And I know, I know in, in a lot of churches, often there, not always, but often there are a handful of people or a handful of families who carry quite huge workloads proportionately to, to yeah. you know, make the yeah. church work yeah. um, in addition to work and family and everything else they've got on. And I think conventions, especially for those people, can become very special times where they do get the chance to step back and be ministered to because they're ministering to everyone else the other 51 weekends of the year. Um, and it becomes a really precious and powerful time for them. So it's it's nice to be able to give back in that way. Yeah. yeah. yeah look, one of, one of the things that we find is that uh, probably to disproportionately people from the country areas are represented. Yeah. And often they're, Jonathan, just as you say, they're, they're battling in their own church and there's not a lot of other areas for them to grow and be strengthened. But to come away to convention and see that the church is... A whole lot bigger uh, and there's a whole lot more people that they can have fellowship with and be encouraged by the great teaching and go back again uh, that's a great encouragement for them yeah and uh, mm. they really uh, very much appreciate it and we just get enormous loyalty from people from those country areas it's, it's, I don't know what it is for Brisbane and Melbourne but it's certainly in Sydney it's um, it's very easy to forget that uh, not everywhere is like Sydney so Sydney has a lot of Christian resources, but outside the Sydney metro area, that's not the case, and definitely across the country. Um, and it's it's really good to see people from regional and, and rural Australia, um, you know, the people who have the least love it the most. I think that's usually mm. the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's really nice to serve them. Yeah. 
It's really good. I think that one of the strengths of convention is its emphasis on mission. And uh, I don't know you guys, but we have mission spots in our main sessions where people will uh, get up at various stages of the mission process, whether it be soon after their call or during training or um, uh, the point where they've actually been out and served for one term and then come back. And I find a great encouragement where people get up to the platform and they say, um, a year ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I sat in that seat over there and God called me to mission. And uh, that does remind me of uh, uh, a leader of mission uh, in one of the denominational missions in Melbourne said to me uh, a few years ago, she said, uh, Jeff, you know, if I went and asked all of our missionaries where they received their call to service, the most common answer would be Belgrave Huts Convention. Mm. And she thought for a moment and she said, well, actually, if I went to most of my equivalent, to my equivalent, most of the other missions, the answer would be just the same. And this has always been this strong emphasis on mission and the openness to God's calling that I think has been a very strong aspect of our convention. I expect for you guys too. Yeah, wonderful. Mm. It's definitely been the case up here in Queensland. I think that um, as I move around and representing the convention and I say to people, if you have heard of the Mount Tambourine Convention, it's amazing how many people have been impacted by ministry there over yeah, wow. decades of time, not only um, impacted, but um, engaging either in pastoral ministry or, or mission um, enterprise as a result of being challenged by God at, at convention events. Um, we definitely give or, or seek to give um, ministries and missions um, the window of opportunity to, to um, share what, what they're working with and uh, working on um, amongst people that join at the convention that may not normally have the opportunity to hear those stories. Um, you know, if you come in from a, from a small church um, that um, rarely gets to interview a, a missionary or anything like that, it, it'd be very hard to even explain to your children what, what all this is um, when, yeah. when we talk about mm. missions. But to grow up in the environment where you're, you know, having a cup of coffee at morning tea time with someone who's spent 30 years you know, pouring their life and effort into gospel projects somewhere around the world is very inspirational. And yeah. um, so the, the encouragement that we seek to provide for ministry and mission is significant, I think. And I'm sure that it's the same for both of you. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I was just thinking recently of, uh, you know, when I was in high school, I went to hear, you know, there was a Katoomba Youth Convention with Helen Rosevear. Mm -hmm. um, the Irish missionary lady and, you know, halfway through that weekend, um, she was preaching from Jonah <clears throat> and uh, really drove the point home and, and out of a crowd of 6,000, there were 500 who went forward and committed their lives to overseas missionary service. And then as, you know, as a young guy, I just kept coming back to convention every year and there was just a, a steady stream of people that we were farewelling onto the mission field who'd, who'd gone forward in that talk and, and trained um, at Bible college or theological college and then were going out. And I think, um, you know, I think that all just attested to, you know, not only what God can do through 
uh, preaching of, of his word and by his spirit, but also what happens when you know people set aside everything else and you get that extended yeah. time yeah. to really focus and think things through and, and be challenged. And that's um, mm-hmm. it's had wonderful impacts over the years. Yeah, really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is somewhat of an immersive experience being at a convention, isn't it? Yeah. You, yeah. You've got a multiple multiple things happening every day. It can be um, literally true when it's raining. Uh, almost. <laughs> <laughs> At least totally you've got immersive. concrete. We've got mud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be great if, um, if even in these coming years that, again, the, the convention ministry were to um, be used mightily by God um, again, uh, beyond where it is at the moment, and um, that uh, that again he would use us um, in this ministry to to um, significantly impact the world. That's 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 my desire. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I guess that's our prayer that we yeah we can bring all the pieces together to organise our events. But it's God's power that actually mm. does the transforming and the changing, and and we need His yeah. blessing uh yeah. and and his involvement and his presence there to do that so um that's what we're all looking for um mm-hmm. and and longing for him to do to do big things again yeah 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 i think yeah. it's always the case uh, in in each of our cases where we've got a very long history and you keep saying to yourself i guess uh, is god still want us to keep doing the same thing and uh it's interesting some years ago at convention we probably had our facilities got a bit run down and we asked ourselves that question and we went back sort of through the history of God blessing uh, through the convention and the calls to mission that we talked about. And we concluded very much that this was still a very, very relevant thing to do. Just the, the getting people away under the All One in Christ Jesus banner. And uh, so we proceeded towards the future and done a lot of property developments and expanded our ministry simply on the basis that we believe that this is still a very, very relevant ministry and makes a great contribution to people's lives and in turn to their churches. Yeah. And God's promise is that his word doesn't return to him void. Yes. So it, it, it achieves what he sets it out to achieve. And I think that's what, that's what keeps us going because we, we believe that he works through his, the preaching of his word. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Really good. It's an honor to be involved in, in this ministry and, mm. um, to, Absolutely. To be part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we enjoy that to talk. Yeah. Great to talk with you guys. And um, yeah, we should do it more often. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Doing? That'd be a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Good on Thanks, Bill. Jonathan. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Righto. Bye. Thank you. See you. Bye.